And the Torah continues with many, many laws regarding buying certain non-Jews as bondservants and the children of the non-Jewish bondswomen in your possession also become bondservants. If somebody strikes the Jewish bond, the non-Jewish bondsman or bondswoman in a place that's lethal, etc., um, that person must be put to death. You cannot just abuse a bondman or bondswoman. So to the master incurs the death penalty for killing his non-Jewish bondservant just as he would for killing anybody else. If men are fighting with each other and they accidentally collide with a pregnant woman, causing her to miscarry, though not causing her a fatal injury, then they must be fined when the woman's husband sues him and he must pay at the court's discretion. If, however, she suffers a fatal injury, then you must exact life for a life, the monetary compensation. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, hand for a hand, foot for, foot for a foot. That's not literal. The assailant must pay the victim the difference between the price he would command on the slave market before and after the injury. If a person strikes the eye of an, their bondsman or bondswoman and ruins their eyesight, they must free them as compensation for the loss of their eye. So too, if they break a finger, any a toe, an ear, even a nose, um, they must release their servant. If he knocks out a permanent tooth, also. So as you can see, holding on a bondsman and a bondswoman wasn't exactly a paradise for the owner, meaning that unlike slavery, the way it was practiced in recent times, where you could just beat the slave over here, pretty much you touched your slave, you had to set them free. And that pretty much arranged that very soon after there was no slavery in, in Jewish life because it was just so impractical. An ox gores a man or woman and the victim dies. The ox must be stoned. Its meat may not be eaten. But you don't have to punish the owner of the ox. However, if the ox had gored on three previous occasions and its owner had been warned and nonetheless did not guard it, the ox must be stoned and the owner must be put to death. Um, but he's put to death by heavenly court. In other words, he dies young, but not by the earthly court. Nonetheless, the court down here must fine him. When this atonement fine is imposed on him, he must pay whatever sum is imposed for the ransom of his life. It does not only apply for adult victims, it's also if the ox scores a young boy or a girl, must be put to death in the same category. If a person removes the cover of a pit that had been properly covered or digs an existing pit, and does not cover it, and this pit is located in a dom public domain, and an ox, a donkey, falls into it, or any other animal, the one responsible for making the pit dangerous must make restitution. He must restore the value of the animal that died to its owner. If one's man's animal, for example, a, his ox, attacks his fellow man's ox by goring, lunging, kicking, biting it, etc., and the other ox dies. If the both oxen had the same value when they were both alive, the owners must sell the live ox and divide the proceeds, and they must also divide the value of the carcass.
In this way, the owner of the attacking ox compensates the owner of the attacked ox for half his loss. If the oxen had different value when both were alive, the owner of the attacking ox still compensates the owner of the attacked ox for half of his loss, but only up to the full value of the attacking ox. However, if this was an ox that was known to have gored three times previously, and the owner did not guard it, he must pay full value of the ox in compensation for the ox. And the carcass remains in the owner's property. If a person steals an ox, sheep, or goat, or sl- and slaughters or sells it, he must repay five oxen in place of the ox and four sheep or goat in place of the sheep or goat. Interesting, why four by sheep and five by ox? Because by a sheep, when you steal it, you have to carry it on your shoulders, which is embarrassing. And for that embarrassment, you only have to pay four times versus the ox that nobody can even tell that you're stealing it. If a thief is caught while breaking in and he is struck by somebody guarding their property and the thief dies, there is no blood guilt in this case. For the thief should have known full well that people will defend the property, so it's their problem. However, if the sun shone on him, meaning if it was clear on day that he is uncontentious and will not kill the one guarding the property if opposed, then if an act of murder is done to him, that's a problem and there is a consequence. The thief must make full restitution. And if the thief does not have the means, then he must be sold into slavery uh, to compensate for the theft. So basically, if a guy comes and breaks into your home and you're 100% sure they're not going to kill, you may not kill them. But if there's a doubt, you can. If the stolen article is actually found in a possession, whether it is an ox, a donkey, or a sheep, and it's still alive, he did not slaughter it, he must repay two live animals or their monetary value, and not four or five times in the case of oxen and sheep. As you can see, each verse over here is its own mitzvah. It's a very packed, packed paisha worth exploring in depth.